0: I am Grandpa, and I love you. I'm Grandma, and I love you, too. Welcome to our podcast, Grandpa and Grandma Bedtime Stories. We share some stories that will make you laugh. We share stories that might make you cry. And we share stories that will give you courage to choose the right. And these bedtime stories will help you to dream sweet dreams. So get on your pajamas and say your prayers. Turn out the light and hear our story tonight. Good evening. This is Grandpa Edward Jeffrey Hill, and I'm going to share a true story tonight. It's at least as true as I can remember. I want you to learn from this story how wonderful it is to become close friends with someone who is very different than you are. This story is about my father-in-law, Irving J. Ray. He was Grandpa Juanita Ray Hill's father. If Juanita Ray Hill is your grandmother, then Irving J. Ray is your great-grandfather. We called him Grandpa Ray because he had about 80 grandchildren. I knew Grandpa Ray personally for about 25 years, and I can tell you truthfully that he was just about the most amazing and generous man I ever knew. In episode 5 of this podcast, I told you the story about how he once surprised me with $500 in cash so I could buy a better computer. In honor of that, we named the computer Irv and kept it for more than 15 years. Grandpa Ray also gave Juanita and me three building lots on Windsor Circle in Mesa, Arizona. These lots were actually located on the very spot where I had run the tractor over the irrigation ditch into his fence on the morning that Grandpa and I first met. Juanita and I built a nice home on one of those lots at 2517 East Adobe. Because the lot was free, we were able to build a much nicer home than we would have otherwise. When I took a leave from IBM in 1987 to be home for six months, we planted watermelons in one of those lots. They grew and grew and grew until most of them were more than 30 pounds each. I'll tell you the rest of that story in another podcast. We sold one of the lots when we moved to Logan in 1991, and that enabled me to go back to school and get a Ph.D. in family life at Utah State. We sold the final lot in order to buy our nice home at 964 East, 930 North, in Orem when I became a professor at BYU. I would guess that the value of the lots he gave us was more than $100,000, and that benefit helped us achieve our dream of owning our home free and clear. Do you know what free and clear means? It means that you don't owe anybody anything. It feels really good to not owe anybody anything. It is being free, and I love that feeling. Okay, let's get to the story of how Grandpa Ray and I became close friends. Even though Grandpa Ray was an amazing man, who I came to dearly love, we did not always like each other. In fact, we had a difficult relationship for about the first five years after Juanita and I got married. We were just so different from each other. We both had good hearts, and we wanted to like each other, but... My goodness, we were so very different. One particular event helped us immensely to kickstart our friendship. In 1982, Grandpa and Grandma Ray and a few more family members came to visit Juanita, Sarah, Jeffrey, and me in our three-bedroom, one-bathroom house at 10621 11th Avenue Court South in Tacoma, Washington. I didn't know how long they were going to stay. And it ended up being several weeks. Juanita's parents, siblings, nieces, and nephews often visited us for weeks at a time. I love them very much, but sometimes I wish they didn't visit so often and didn't stay so long. I wish they wouldn't surprise me and that they would let us know ahead of time that they were coming and how long they were going to stay. But Juanita loved it every time they came. She really loved and missed her family, so she cherished any chance to be with them. When the Rays came this time to visit, I decided something needed to change so I didn't feel so uncomfortable around Grandpa Ray. I realized that I cannot change anyone else, and that the only person I can change is me. Since I was tired of being stressed every time I was around him, and wanted to have a better relationship with him, I realized that I needed to change something in myself. The problem was that I didn't know what that something was that I needed to change. When I want something that I think is a good thing, and I don't know what to do, I pray about it and seek inspiration about what I should do. So when the Rays came to visit this time, I started praying really hard to find ways I might become good friends with Grandpa Ray. In my prayers, I promised to do anything I was prompted to do, so long as it was legal and moral. A few days after their arrival, I was stressed. I remember it was on a Friday, and I went for a long jog to relieve my stress. Jogging was a way that I coped with life when it seemed hard to me. It was a good way for me. I always came back from a jog a lot calmer and less stressed, and I stayed in good shape. This Friday morning, I was jogging in the drizzly Washington rain near Spanaway Park. With the rain in my face, I had a strong impression that came unexpectedly to my mind. The impression was to take Grandpa Ray with me on my next business trip. At this time, I worked for the computer company IBM as a marketing support industry specialist, and my territory included seven states. The next Monday, I was flying to San Francisco for an industry specialist meeting. I thought that this was a very strange prompting to invite him to come with me. I didn't know how it would work out. But it was legal and moral, and so I decided to keep my commitment to follow this prompting. As soon as I got home from jogging, I called the airline named Hughes Air West. Miraculously, they were having a sale on airline tickets from Seattle to San Francisco for only $59 a round trip. Amazing. Amazing. Without another thought, I gave them my credit card number and bought a non-refundable ticket for Irving J. Ray on the same flight that I was scheduled to take on Monday. I had the agent on the phone move our seat assignments to be next to each other. By the way, this was when you had to make all those arrangements by calling the airline. It would be another 30 years before you could do that kind of thing on a smartphone. After I got off the phone... I immediately showered and dressed. I wondered how I could ask Grandpa Ray if he wanted to go with me. I didn't have to wait long. As I left my bedroom, I saw Grandpa Ray reading the newspaper in the kitchen. I was brave and asked him, Could we talk for a minute? Grandpa Ray looked at me with a little puzzled look and put down the paper. Sure, he said. What do you need fixed? He expected that I would say something like, there's a leak in the bathroom faucet. Most of the times when I talked to him, I asked him to fix things that were broken because he was so good at that and I was so bad at that. But that's not what I said. Instead, I said to him, how would you like to go with me on my business trip to San Francisco on Monday? He looked puzzled again. He thought for a minute and said, I don't think so. ethelon is terrified of flying in airplanes. Ethlyn was his wife, your great-grandma Ray, and she hated flying in airplanes. I replied to him, I'm not inviting her. I am just inviting you. I want you to come with me to San Francisco on Monday. Then he looked even more puzzled. He thought but then responded, No, I shouldn't leave Eflin here by herself. We should be here together with Juanita and Sarah and Jeffrey while you are away in San Francisco. I should be here to help take care of things. I didn't know what to say. I had that prompting, and now I genuinely wanted him to go. I had that impression, and I had already bought the ticket, and I couldn't get my money back. So I explained, I've already bought a non-refundable ticket for you, and if you don't go, I'll lose the money I spent to buy the ticket. Now, Grandpa Ray was the most frugal person I have ever met, and wasting money was something he could not tolerate. Reluctantly, he said, Okay, I don't want you to lose the money. I don't know why you want me to go with you, but I will go. I didn't know why I was inviting him either. I was simply keeping my promise to follow a prompting I had had to help us be better friends. I didn't tell him that. It's often a good idea to keep your promptings to yourself. Our flight was at about noon on Monday, so we left for the airport about 10 o'clock in the morning. As we were leaving the kitchen to go to the car in the garage, I noticed the new portable cassette tape recorder I had just purchased two weeks before. When I saw that tape recorder, a thought came into my mind, and I suddenly knew why I had invited him on this trip. I would use our time together to record his life history. I put the tape recorder in my briefcase, and on the way to the airport, I bought four hour-long cassette tapes at a drugstore. Because this was shortly after portable cassette tape recorders were invented, the tapes were very expensive about $5 each, which would be like about $20 each now. I didn't tell Grandpa Ray anything about this, but when we got on the airplane in Seattle, I asked if I could record him telling stories. Like me, he loved to tell stories, and I could tell he was excited about it. On the flight to San Francisco, he filled an entire hour-long tape with stories about his childhood. After my meetings in San Francisco, we drove down to Santa Cruz, where I had grown up as a boy. He recorded a tape about his courtship and marriage to Grandma Ray while we drove on Highway 17. It touched me so much how in love he was with her. He said the first time he kissed her that he ran two miles home, and then remembered that he had driven his dad's car to her house. He had to walk back two miles to get the car. I knew what it was like to be that much in love with someone. Grandpa Ray recorded a third tape about his war experiences while we sat in the Redwood Forest at Henry Cowell State Park. Those experiences were so amazing. He stared death in the face many times, but ended up living, thank goodness. And finally, he talked about raising his family and Juanita, when we were sitting on the beach near the boardwalk in Santa Cruz. I was so interested to hear about Juanita when she was a little girl. We had the best time ever. Besides recording his life history, we body surfed in the ocean by where I had had my paper out as a boy. We also rode the Big Dipper roller coaster, the same one my dad had taken me on when I was four years old. We walked through the Redwood Forests. We stayed at one of my dad's old friends' house. His name was Emery Jarrett, and he was one of the nicest and gentlemen I have ever met. My brother Scott's middle name is Emery after this man. Emery had never married and had a nice apartment in Capitola, California. As I heard about Grandpa Ray's life and learned more about him, I came to love him more and more. And I came to like him more and more. That's often how it is. The more you learn about someone, the more you understand them, and the more you might like them. By the time we headed back to Tacoma on Wednesday, I loved and liked Grandpa Ray so much. My prayer had been answered. From then on, the things I liked most about Ray family activities— was doing things with my friend, Grandpa Irving J. Ray. Even though he was still very different than me, I appreciated these differences instead of being frustrated with them. I learned how wonderful it is to become close friends with someone who is very different than you are. And I hope you can learn that too. In future episodes, I will share some of the stories that he recorded for me on that trip. If I can find the old cassette tapes of these stories, I may even let you hear Grandpa Ray's stories in his own voice. But for now, sweet dreams, chocolate creams, sleep tight, and don't let the bedbugs bite. I love you. We hope you enjoyed tonight's bedtime story. We hope you felt our love for you. And we hope you will have sweet dreams tonight. We love you so much.